Thank you for listening to this, the official PE podcast. On our latest PE podcast, we have another special episode as we catch up with former North End goalkeeper Tepi Moylanen. Our 1998 Player of the Year looks back on his career at Deepdale, recalling his debut, the 1999-2000 promotion season and lots more. We started by asking how he came to sign for Preston North End. Well, let's start at the beginning of it. Um, you came in in, in December uh, 1995. Yeah. Gary Peters was the manager, but but how did it how did it come about? How did how were you scouting? Because you were playing in, in Finland at the time. Um, I had an agent at that time, a Finnish guy, and I think the way I remember it, um, Antti Niemi, who used to be the uh, the number one, and uh, was the number one keeper, Finnish keeper at that time, and he was at Copenhagen. I think he was coming on a trial, so the Finnish scouting. Society was sort of aware of Preston in that way that Antti was looking for a club to to go from 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 Denmark. So he, he was supposed to. I thought I think he came as well. He was on the trial. He came sort of at the same time when I came. So the word was about that Preston was looking, and Antti was in the in the frame, and and then I also got invited through that sort of sort of connections. But I think. Mainly because Antti had more connections in terms of Europe and bigger scouting. He was using a bigger company, I, I, I suppose. So he was in contact with Preston at some, some way. So my very, very local scout was sort of following that lead, I, I think. And, and, and I was also invited to on a trial. And you came over, obviously Gary liked what he saw. Uh, and, and you joined in, in December '95. Yeah. What was um? It was a. It was a time I think, where it was, it was starting to change. Gary was starting to change the squad. He was trying to to bring um, new players in. I had a look at your your debut. You played in in early January. Uh, um, sorry, late January. You played against Lincoln, and then uh, about ten days later, you played again. Played away at Darlington, and. and uh, and we won, and Kev, Kev Kilban also made his debut that day, which I've okay. I didn't realize. I didn't realize. <laughs> but but it's, um, it was it was you got a couple of games in early after signing, but then yeah. there was quite a bit of a um, bit of a break uh, before uh, the start of the next season. Um, was it all about for you then learning what English football is about, learning the culture, learning what the manager was about? I injured my finger in the second game uh, in the warm up of the second game. Uh, I think Borny was striking the ball quite quite hard as well, just to test me a little bit. And uh, and I I took a bad bounce from the ground, and I wasn't really you know the conditions and the, and the everything, and, and he was absolutely blasting it. And I I uh, I injured my finger that finger, and and he wasn't quite certain what was wrong with it for for a, for a long time. You can tell now, even now that these ligaments were were um, damaged but but I was uh, it wasn't fractured but I the ligaments on the inside were, were damaged because the the strike came from the side sideways and it was just like you know hovering is it or is it not and I, I went through, through the rest of the season with that but after that um, I took I rested a little bit but it was that injury which I couldn't play in the following game and then uh, Borny got back into the team, and after that, I was sort of 
not 100% missing training here and there and not really getting getting a diagnosis and not get, getting it right so and that knocked knocked me back from from the from the beginning and took took a long time to get it get it proper like instead of having a couple of weeks which should have been I was training off training off training off of a spring time the start of the next season though um start of 96 97 you started as the number one you played the first sort of five games some really some really great games there was a big winner in a local derby at Wigan Steve Wilkinson scored a hat trick and uh, played in a in a winner against group. um but then um then you ended up spending much of the rest of that season out on loan. You had a month at Scarborough, mm. and then you had uh, a few months at, uh, at Darlington as well. What what sort of happened in that sort of period? Because you'd started the season playing. Uh, the way I remember it, and the whole con- the way I look look at it uh, was that, in terms of being prepared for for professional football and and the uh, the. Lo- the amount of games that need to be played and also the conditions because we have a summer season and we do a lot of indoor training so the conditions that we are playing are, are, are in Finland are, are quite a bit easier I would say in the beginning of the of the second season I, I didn't feel looking back I don't think I was I was playing that well or or, or you know being quite that prepared and, and the long periods for me, was it was a time when I sort of started to get the hang of the hang of the English game and and started getting a little bit settled. But in in terms of the beginning of the second season, I wasn't I wasn't playing well. I wasn't settled. I wasn't I wasn't. Um, I don't I don't think I was deserving to 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 uh, have have that starting place. And I wasn't quite certain after the really messy first season what my what my sort of what it was about all the all the English proper professional football he, when that happened you came you obviously went out and played those loan um, games and came back and the following season was was completely different you know I think you you, know, you played nearly 50 games the following year it was a big uh, you also won the player of the year 97 98 mm. It was a big change, though, because we had obviously Gary until February, and then and then Moise, who'd been playing playing in front of you at centre half for for the games you've been playing. Suddenly, he takes over as manager. Yeah, that's that was sort of starting start of the Moise era and Moise's team and, and the, getting that team to look like he his his team and also yeah the, that that season was was being fit and really stood out for me as a, as a most settled the most consistent season uh, and Moisey was starting to build the type of dressing room and the type of team and, and really enjoyed that season it was a good good year and the team was starting to shape I, I can't remember I could not I couldn't tell you which year all the players were coming in and who was already there that year but you know that was sort of the start of the of that really tight dressing room and really, really good young, youngish. There was good combination of, of young ta- talent and also um, some experience. But that was the start of the, of that good spell. Yeah, the the year before Gary had brought in, he'd done a really good job in terms of recruitment. He started to mm-hmm. the pe- people like Mark Rankin, Sean Greger, yeah. 
Michael Jackson, David Ayres. Uh, they, these were all people, uh, the, the, the three lads from Manchester United, Appleton, Mack and Murdoch, they'd all been brought in by Gary Peters. Were they all Peters signings? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. I couldn't, I, I couldn't have told you. But I did have a feeling that, that, you know, most of the dressing room was already there, that nucleus of the team was already. And, yeah, that, that's, that sounds about right. So they were Peters signings, a good, good you know, so that he was forming already, the team was forming. The following season, 98-99, uh, uh, which was the season we lost in the playoffs to, to Gilling, it was a real competitive uh, season in terms of the goalkeeping. I think you and Luke's practically played half the, uh, mm-hmm. half the, the, the games each. It was, it, it was really competitive between the two of you. I don't know if it, how competitive it was. You know, it was just swapping. I, I just remember being injured all the time. It, it felt like I was injured all the time and, and inconsistent all the time. And looking back... Um, I pretty much, you know, did analyze some of the some of the trying to do a little bit of coaching, goalkeeper coaching after after my career here, and analyze the the game a little bit. And started started realizing about the some of the some of the um, like the core reasons for that. But I, I just remember being so frustrated not having that because it. The, Season you mentioned, what was that? Um, Fifty-two games, something. Yeah, that's that's coming up so, soon. So you you were sort of starting hoping to repeat that, and and after that, it just felt like it was Luke's me, Luke's me, short spells, both of us. And I remember that playoff run season. That was the season when I got injured at Bur- Burnley, wasn't it? Burnley, yeah, yeah, ankle. I was yeah. so frustra- frustrated. Once again, this time it wasn't, you know my uh, of looking back I, being more clever I could have probably avoided that tackle but I, I was too do you know it was bad tackle but some cleverer player could have probably you know dived and and that but I just kept my foot in there and realized straight away that this was the season there and it was I was really frustrated really really frustrated for, for many fans, the most memorable game of that season was the 1-0 win at Main Road, which of course you played in Gary yeah. penalty. That was, that yeah. was such a memorable victory. And for, for me, it was a you know, it was memorable game. It was a big stadium, and, and it was very... Going to Main Road, it was one... Uh, there would have probably be, would have been other matches as well, but it was one of the matches where there was so many fans on the street, like, um, what do you call it? Um, block, no, yeah, Americans call it blocks. What do you call it? Like streets. Yeah, in the streets, yeah. Um, but, but so many, the like long, long distance from the, it started already way, way before the stadium. So many, um, not maybe miles, but, you know, it was a, all around the stadium was full of fans and it was it was a big stadium and a big atmosphere and a big game because it was pretty local as well. Man City was also easy for our fans to go and, and, and things like this. It was a bit, yeah, I remember that. The, the following season became the, the, the big season in terms of your, your time at the club. It was, uh, we're up to 99-2000 and it was the year you played 52 games. You, you got the, you equaled the club's clean sheet record, 22-23 uh, clean sheets and, and we won the league. It was it was a phenomenal season, that 99. How many games did I play that season? 52. 
in uh, in all competitions. So same as the as the two two seasons before. Yeah. So you played you played forty eight in ninety seven ninety eight. We didn't have as many cup games. Yeah. So you played fifty two in ninety nine two thousand. But that was that really for for many fans of the the last sort of generation. That's sort of the real season where Preston started going again. Yeah. Moisey winning the league. It was just a phenomenal season. We were a juggernaut, really, that couldn't be stopped. Yeah, it was. That that's that's actually quite good to realize. There was two solid good seasons with good numbers. Yeah, it just felt, felt more. It'll be after after years after that. It'll be it'll be um, untidy again. But two two good seasons. But that one I also remember being. Um, there was. You know, certain flow where you start getting to the flow of week after week after week, and in terms of the team, we were just all on fire. It was really um, that was which which was the one which season was the one when we went quite a long way without a win. No, that's not going to be that's it. That was the one before we had a dry, yeah. really really dry spell after Christmas. I think no that. The, is that coming that's, up? That's the following season. That's this the is playoff, the following. The playoff, yeah. the playoff season when we played Birmingham the following year, that one. Okay, so so this one, yeah. This is, so, again, this was really, really, um, is, is this the one we got promoted? Where, where was the, what was the um, ground? It, it was Cambridge. We got promoted at Cambridge where we lost the game but got, got promoted and won the title. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm mixing the seasons now. But, yeah. Really, really consistent season, and, and and you know some of that feeling of you know, the effortless when you really into when you just flowing from one game to another, same person, and also for the for the team, it was really, really good season. Yeah. So big big wins that season from looking at the, the history, the, the the local derby matches. We beat Blackpool at home just before Christmas. As uh-huh. he scored a, a stunning free kick. Uh, we won away at Burnley just towards the end of that season, three uh, 0 But the, the big win, we won one nil at Wigan. Michael Jackson scored. That was a massive win just before the end of the season. And yeah, I remember that game very well. There was a, I think there was like a one on one or something like that towards the end, end of the game. Somebody was clean through, and I remember, you know, yeah. They that was the new Wigan new stadium already, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, I remember that. And then the, the, the when you got presented with the trophy and the and the medals, that was home to Millwall. It was the last home game of the season. Uh, so Tom Finney was was in, got a medal as well. It was uh, Greeks picked up the trophy. It was a it was a really big day, big celebration. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, how many stands would have been ready at that time? Uh, that stage there were two finished. So the cop was finished and the Sir Tom Finney stand was finished. Yeah. And then the following season when we when we uh which we'll get to in a minute, the, the playoff season in the championship was the one where they knocked the town end down. So in that season town went, town end was still there. Yeah. This one we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big change where the town end uh got seated. It was a really, really big difference to the yeah. atmosphere of the club. What was astonishing is, is if you think when you joined in 95, so when you left in 2003, three of the four stands were, mm. were done. It was, it was it completely developed. The, the stadium and the surroundings you played in just completely changed. Except the dressing rooms. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> except the dressing rooms. Yeah, they're a bit different now. Yeah. Uh, the 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 2000 2001. So you you've got promoted. You're in what yeah. in the championship as it now is at the yeah. the club are now back competing. And the the following season, it was a it was a bit like a bit like 98 99. You and Luke were were were, were interchanging uh, regularly. Mm. So this is the this is the one where we had the dry spell. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, but uh, no, I'm the, thinking I'm thinking a different injury now. This is this must be the season when I got injured at Wigan. I'm not sure. I got back in the team after the dry spell we had. We lost at Wimbledon. Yeah, and you you came in in uh, and in I was playing hands. I was playing the following following match. You had a great we had a great run around February March. You're yeah. right. We had a dry spell over New Year. And you yeah. came back in in February, March. I think you came back in in the 5-0 home win over QPR. Brian McBride's last game, he scored that day. Yeah. And uh, and we had a fantastic run. We were just beating everybody. We beat Wolves. I think uh, Wolves at home. We beat um, we beat Birmingham. We beat, we beat everybody. It was just a, a great Portsmouth, great run of results in that time. And that, that was a, a good run in the team. And I think... Was it was it that season you got injured at? I, th I think this must be the one where I got injured at Wigan, because this is going to be the. I think this is the same season as we ended up playing Bolton in the yes. playoff. That yeah. it must be that one. It was just one of those ones when, when I had a niggly ones here and there, and it's just untidy, keep swapping with Luke's. But that that spring, I was waiting for my turn again for a long time. Luke's was playing well, and then got the chance again, and we started playing really well as a team after the dry spell, and I was playing well and, and felt really strong and then got bad tackle. Our game out, out the box, cleared the ball, and the guy slid into my ankle at Wigan. And so as soon as he slid uh, and hit my ankle, I, I knew the season was gone. I, I, I was still on the bench for, for the playoff final at Millennium, but it was just one of those ones where you lose your place again and of course, it was really difficult to get it back from Luke's, and we kept kept having, you know, sw swapping and then really having to wait for for your turn again. But yeah, that's 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 the one I was talking about. Yeah, the the playoff uh, semi final that year is the the memorable one against Birmingham because, as you mentioned, Luke's was in that that night, yeah. made a couple of vital a couple of vital penalty saves, and it was. Uh, even from watching it on the bench, watching it in the stand, it, it was just an incredible sort of night of football at Deepdale. That's one of the. That's probably the, you know the one of the better, you know, even in being on the bench. But I, I just remember that was probably that team's climax. The, the playoff final wasn't as strong as that game, and I think we we had to turn that season, the dry spell. In the in the winter, we turned that one. Even in the game against Birmingham, I think there was twists and turns, and we were you you could probably tell if we were actually down. But it felt like we were under pressure, and we came back and we kept coming back and ended up, you know, winning. So it, it just felt like our our kind of comeback victory. Just, I, I remember the atmosphere in that game was absolutely amazing and you know electric. Really, really strong game from us that one. Yeah. The, the following season was was a was another big change around. You you saw a lot of it at, at the club at the time. The following season in March, uh, in February March, we saw Moisey go off to Everton. We saw John Macken go to Man City. 
Um, but you still played a significant number of games. I think you played almost 30 games that following season, um, and uh, including some big games. Like, again, Man City, we mentioned again, the, the game at home when John, John Macken scored from, from about 45 yards. Um, there, there was, there was, you played a significant number of games in what was a, another sort of, sort of changing round season. Yeah, it was a big, big change, change for myself as well. I've, I've understood from what I've read and what I've heard. You know, when you play really like a professional level, you you go go through stages. And for me, at that point, it would have been the time to start um, really maturing and, and studying the game. And and but for me, that time was of was of was when I've sort of used the, the strengths that I has as a young player that enthusiasm energy some of the um natural uh agility type of uh and, and of course size was there with the agility type but i did not um rehabilitate after that ankle injury and i was my physical some of the physical weaknesses and some of my problems with my stance and 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 positioning and things like this just and i was relying on on my passion and enthusiasm and things like this a lot and when Moisey left there was a you know big void in terms of the in enthusiasm and in intensity in the club as well because he was really really good at motivating and, and things like this so it would have been a spell where you you would rely on your professionalism and the way you have learned the game and, and you just go out and 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 do a professional uh, performance but I, that way, that was when my my background started showing. That I hadn't really studied, I hadn't really looked up football a lot, and I wasn't as prepared um, in terms of how well do you know how to play that play the game. What sort of um, what's your um, view? How, how clear and defined are the views of of what's what good goalkeeping is about? And I really had a at a, at a terrible time after Moisey left, I sort of, you know, was, there was not that uh, core, well-trained tra into the system types of uh, habits that I could rely on when, when it wasn't as focused of club and my, myself wasn't as focused. So it would have been a time where you would have have to, you know, let's get the second win and start studying the game like... I've heard, I've, I've, I've read that you know professional players do. When you go on the young players' enthusiasm, and then you study and you de develop and mature. So that should have been the start of that maturing period. But I wasn't a student of the game, which I understood afterwards. And this is part of the background in Finland. It's very hard to study and absorb football because you don't watch it that much. So I was pretty much self-taught. This was something I was preparing to you know just trying to explain that you know my approach wasn't balanced in that way i had watched very little football too too little compared to the you know the way english players do and i wasn't a student of the game i wasn't studying i was really passionate i was committed but i didn't analyze i didn't watch i didn't study uh, and this was starting to show at that time i really really remember that when i wasn't as in the zone, the game wasn't 
that strong. And that was part of the part of the period which I remember then. Craig Brown came in in the uh, Kellum obviously took charge for the last sort of eight games or so. Craig Brown yeah. came in in the summer and and that sort of uh, you you played for the first part of the season, but then that was that pretty much sort of ended your your time with the club. You went off to Hearts in the yeah. in the January, and that was that was your time uh, done at, at Deepdale. But but you'd had you had eight years. You'd had nearly two hundred games. You'd gone from arriving with the big flowing blonde locks to to to, to the much shorter haircuts. You'd, You'd uh, you'd had, you'd got promotion. You'd played in the playoffs. Uh, you'd really you'd seen you'd seen the club like like we said before, three stands built. You'd seen players come and go. You really were there for quite a, a changing time at Preston North End. Yeah, it was really really um, exciting to to exciting time, and also personally, um, just reflecting on the on the points that I was saying about earlier. That period was giving me exactly what I was looking for in football. In Finland, I know some of my friends who went on to bigger things like Sami Hupia and, and the, some of the keepers like you see at Bolton and, and Antti Niemi at Southampton and wherever. They, they probably were studying the game a little bit more, but for me it was quite naive and it was about excitement. And, and for, for me, that period playing for Preston just gave me an enormous amount of you know excitement and, and that ride up was just really really fast and and going from from the one stand being built and and being in the third division and and then playoff final for first it was amazing amazing ride possibly a little bit too fast for myself it would have been maybe better to, to be somewhere where because of course it's the the demands are going up all the time when you go go uh, up the divisions where, where you would have had time to study a little bit more, maybe uh, not having to perform at the absolute peak when you're you know competing with somebody as, as good as Luke's and you want to play, you don't have to you don't have time to study, you just have to perform. But also if you're looking for excitement, you will try to push that all the time. And this is what the club was doing. It was really, really going forward and pushing pushing hard. It was good spell. Really, really um, fortunate to be part of that period. What about the characters and the people you played with? Obviously, you you, uh, you were playing and, and sort of battling with Luke's a lot of the time. You had Kellum, uh, who, who was coaching you a lot of the time. But there was some, uh, not taking those two aside, and those two were characters themselves, but the, the dressing room was full of them, wasn't it? Young team, you're very sort of like we said before he was well put together he was young and he was very united strong cohesion really really tight dressing room with a lot of passion intensity like English football generally tends to be but you know it really really good good dressing room and, and, and young and also I think we still stroke stroke I was fortunate to to come at a time when it was there was some um, parts which which made it um, there's some parts of the English football, old old type of English football, and Preston wasn't as uh, high in terms of the scrutiny towards the players. We still had we were able to be in the town. We 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 had a little bit of um, freedom of, of you know enjoying ourselves and 
and, and that sort of culture was still there and, and being a young team so it was partying as well and, and things like this so, so it, was, it was you still could see that when you go a little bit further up when you start to get all that Ferraris and stuff like that it's, it's not possible anymore you, you start you know spending your free time somewhere else you know you know you know big clubs in big big cities and, and you go to the fishbowl so the fishbowl wasn't as yeah. as tight in the beginning so it was really really um, the, um, social life with the fans were really easy going in the town and, and we were still able to do a lot of things which I don't think that I hope hope the players don't do anymore but yeah it was a in that way, like you said, it was young dressing room and, and and still not as fishbowl is the only term I can yeah. I can I'm gonna sort of sort of tell there was some normality normality yeah, still there. It's because there was the as you point out, there was there wasn't that that scrutiny because there was no social media. You were able to all go out as a group on a Saturday mm -hmm. after a win in, in the centre of Preston. You could all go for a meal or you could go drinking. Yeah. And, and, and it wouldn't appear the next day in a fade or whatever because, it, and that's that, that's the big change. It's, it's 25 years, if you think, from when you signed in 95. Mm -hmm. And that's the big difference then to now, isn't it? I think that's one of the big, big differences. Also, that we weren't that far from the fans in terms of the money and, and things. We were a little bit maybe closer to the and, and not as you know, pop, pop, public personas, yeah, celebrities. Yeah. Not as much yeah. celebrities sort of, sort of thing. It was, and and of course the all the cellular you know mobile phone cameras and social media wasn't there. You're exactly right. I wasn't. I have not even thought about it that way. But you're exactly right. You you couldn't do you couldn't do that anymore. It would it would just not. It just it wouldn't happen. When you look back at it now, um, as you mentioned, 25 years from when you signed, when you look at it back at it now, back at it now, did it have a, a huge influence on on your life? And, and uh, Preston, does it leave a leave a, a good positive mark on your life? Oh yeah, definitely. It was exactly what I was after. I was, you know, like I said, I could have probably, you know, be having more bullet balanced approach. I could have probably played longer and. And, and you know, being able to develop my game better. But I was at, what I was after was basically excitement. I was just wanting to. I really enjoyed training. I really enjoyed uh, playing. I really enjoyed the excitement. So I didn't want to study too much and, and, and you know, miss a lot of the boring stuff like gym and video. <laughs> so that's that was as far as I could possibly get without hitting the gym harder and with the, without hitting the video room harder. So, and winning, for me, it was a winning, winning, winning was the, the, the thing that, you know, and, and if you look at the amount of winning we did that year, you could probably develop yourself better and, you know, earn more money and things like that. But for me, it was all about winning. And, and I did, you know, lose the, lose the focus quite easily if the team wasn't winning or if myself wasn't, you know, performing to the best. But being able to get that as a starting point for my really professional career, to be in that sort of elevator up, which would provide me with a with a kicks and, and adrenaline of winning. You couldn't really if you if you take a spell 
seven-year spell from any club and you start looking at how many games they won and how many promotions they won. I'm, it was just phenomenal to be that lucky to end up in a place like this. Somewhere else, I probably would have had to study my game and find the, the kicks from developing your own game if the club wasn't and the team wasn't winning that much. But there was a lot of winning, a lot of promotions, a lot of excitement. And it was, like you said, not a hell of a lot of social media to hold you back off enjoying that. So it was an amazing period. Really enjoyed it. But I do have to say that um, also the spell at Hearts was very, very... Um, um, I've tried to explain it also young players here when I was, I was uh, coaching. The two, coin, two parts of the coin... I, I did, our pro approach was pretty much um, that passion. Are you still there? The video is still there. Yeah, yeah. yeah still there. Uh, uh, the, the, the Preston part was the excitement, passion, uh, uh, and, and just focus on winning and, and, and just getting the zone type of thing. And I, I was fortunate enough to end up at Hearts as well, which wasn't a place where I could use my strengths which were these exactly things that I said previously. Yeah. Greg Levine as a coach was very, very um, analytical and very German. You couldn't find any more German coach in UK at that time. Yeah. And I've never watched video that much. And it was quality analysis week after week after week. And the, and the sort of demands in terms of the control, level of control of your play were very high. Yeah. And Craig Gordon at the same time came through and just flew past me, just let, let you know went into went into really big things. And he showed Greg Levine showed an analytical side of the team performance, and Craig Gordon showed a, a, you know the most economic and effortless way to play the goalkeeping position, which I just have to study and admire. You know, looking at that, it was just so. The only two words I can I can find is economical and effortless. How he played the position, and I just had to took my hats off and say, "Wow!" It's not about passion, not about enthusiasm, not about energy. Just economical and and effortless and very controlled. And and if you if you get my drift of the two coins, yeah. I was really fortunate. I didn't do well there. I wasn't able to use my strength. He was very um, weird dressing room for me. It was very flat. It was very yeah. calm. It was really, really calm dressing room. A lot of uh, tactical structure which you had to follow to the to the point, even as a goalkeeper. There was a lot of tactical structure. And I just had to admire and I learned from that as well, but I wasn't able to, you know, perform and, and after that, decided that we will head back to, to Finland. I, 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 there was a certain period where I had to decide if this is going to be the last contract and last club or if I'm going to go somewhere and look for something else and decided that, you know, we'll just sit, sit through the contract and we'll go back to Finland. But it was really, really important later years because you asked about later years. The yeah. Preston years were young, enjoy yourself. And the Hearts years was this is how you should have studied the game earlier. But for me, it was too, you know, too late. And I realized that my approach really wasn't balanced. 
especially looking at Craig Gordon and, and especially looking at the Greg Levine analytical side, I realized that, that I didn't understand my position and, and, and the way to play it. And, and when you change something, it's very uncomfortable first. You have to build your game again. And I wasn't prepared to start building my game again. Yeah. And this is, again, something which, you know, looking at back at Preston, passion, enthusiasm, but also inconsistency and, and injuries. Both inconsistency because you didn't study, you didn't understand your stance and the way to play and the positioning, and, and injuries because you don't, didn't hit the gym. <laughs> but this is, this is, you know, the, if, you, if you get my drift. So in terms of what Preston meant, it was just so enjoyable and flat out exciting. Really, really, really good. What about uh, what about now? Um, what's uh, what's keeping you occupied? What are you what are you doing? Do you, do you still keep an eye on the on the results at Deepdale? I don't follow sports basically. I would say at all any any sports, uh, even Finnish national team are very casual. Uh, you know, we did make it to the Euro, and now we have to wait one more year, which is. Yeah. Really, really ironic. We've, I, I shouldn't say we've never been, but we've never been any of the major uh, championships in the modern era. And now we get the chance and now everybody has the tickets and now we have to wait for another year. But, you know, I don't follow sport. I don't follow football. I did try to find a place uh, in, the, in the football in, in Finland somehow, but it's just so... Um, Part time. Everything's night time. Everything is. There's. There's not a position where you could go working hours. All the training is night time. Even for the men's teams, like even for the league teams, a lot of the training is night time. It's uh, and people are working or studying, uh, and and part time. And the, uh, you know financially, it's very unsecure. So I sort of gave up on trying to work, and and then started looking for. For you know other ways to use the the education that I did get after my, after my career. So I graduated, or I did get a master's degree, 2012. And during my my um, my degree, I was still trying to find how to utilize it. I was studying like learning and human competence, hate you know business uh, pedag pedagogy type type of things. Basically, human resources was, you know, something I was looking into. I was trying to use those, maybe, can use those in a football setting, but ended up not 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 doing that. And I've spent a little bit of time at uh, recruitment agencies, couple of re recruitment agencies. And then I was working in in um, national uh, employment um, agency, like a like a job center type. Yeah, of many different positions there from 2013 to 2017 uh, um, at the job seekers side and then also the employers services and a little bit of statistics and, and things like this and then I um, ended up going to my hometown city of Tampere I'm working for the employment services now and now I'm only doing basic like business intelligent intelligence 
uh, like metrics and, and statistics and data and, and visualizations and things, things like this. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. But there was a certain period when I really studied football in terms of what I was learning in the, in the university and tried to, tried to, and I did break the goalkeeping position apart and you know, checked it what it was all about. And I thought this should have been done earlier. But uh, you don't do you don't do that um, when you're young. You, you shouldn't do that analytically anyway. You just absorb. You absorb what you see, and you should look a lot. And, and you know, but too late. But you know, that's that sort of thing. Yeah. Two kids. Ollie was born. My son was born in Preston. He's twenty-one this summer. Wow! <laughs> doing his national service in the army. Um, nine, uh, eight more months to go, and and daughter is is seventeen in a couple, uh, turned seventeen a couple of weeks ago, and and still at living at home. And Kaiser was born in Edinburgh, so we have the UK connection there. Thank you for listening to the official PE podcast this week. We've been catching up with as many Player of the Year winners as possible over recent weeks. There are plenty more to come for you to read, watch, and listen to as we count down to PE's 5,000th league game. Head over to PE.com and the club's social media channels to find out more. Until next time, take care. <laughs>